Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to I'd Sooner Forget This, a podcast where guests share with you something from their past, like when for an A-level sociology project in 2007, I wrote a report about my own texts. Um, here is the intro. I believe I do have an idiolect in my style of texting. I often try to put as much information into as few words as possible in texting, normally to save time and credit. <laughs> I'm Daryl Smith, and with me today is writer, comedian, and filmmaker Ellen Waddell. Hello! Hi, Ellen. What have you brought with you today? Uh, So I brought with me some cartoons and drawings I did when I was 19 at university, and I thought I was going to grow up to be a famous cartoonist, a comedy cartoonist, and I put them on a MySpace. Uh, It was myspace.com slash cartoon lady. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Um, so, <laughs> so bad. So let's look at the first comic from Cartoon Lady. Yeah. Okay. So at the time I was reading a lot of, um, Yoen Vasquez, who wrote like comics, uh, he wrote Invader Zim, which was a cartoon. My favorite cartoon yeah, of yeah, all yeah. time. Yeah. He's brilliant. He did a um, series called like Squee as well. Yeah. He was just really, really funny. He's really dark humor. Um, and I think I thought, I, like I read it and I was basically like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to like make weird cartoons. Uh, so the first one I did, it's like one page. It's drawn very, very, it's like scratchy pen. I think I probably drew it in pencil and then went over it. So there's a teacher and he's looking at his class and he says, today class, we're doing self-portraits. And the class are all looking at him. They're not saying anything. And the next panel, I went, he's like, that's it. Grab a mirror, stare at yourself and draw. Now draw your soul the very core of your soul (laughs) so bad uh and then uh he says i think it's a him i'm not too sure uh okay let's see the very core of your soul the the very essence of your being the nature of your subconsciousness tracy you go first and then tracy holds up a picture uh silently and there's a drawing of a monkey on it and underneath it says a bald monkey who eats babies there's some reactions between the teacher and tracy you know he looks shocked she looks happy with herself. Uh, and then he says, um, and he's sweating and she's sort of grinning. And he just, then there's just a final panel of him going, uh, no, no, no. And another person in the class says, I drew a bald monkey too. I, I don't know. 
<laughs> what it is other than really weird. Um, so I, uh, I was a very strange person at university. I spent a lot of time on my own. I think this is very uh, symptomatic of that. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So were you studying um, anything to do with art? Uh, I actually wanted to be um, an artist when I was younger. I did an art foundation course, but then I realized that it was like a really, really stupid thing to go into. There wasn't any money in it. So I did a journalism degree instead. Yeah, good idea. Um, so I did like a whole year doing art and I wasn't too sure what I wanted to specialize in. Uh, but I think during that year during art, I basically fell out of love with it because it sort of felt like, you know how like you see really, really bad abstract art or you, you don't know if it's bad or anything, but you do have those kind of like, is this art moments? And then when you know the people who drew it and you know why they drew it and you know there's nothing behind it, it sort of ruins the veneer of it a little bit. So there's a lot of people in my art foundation course who were very, uh, who were like, who were fun, but massive stoners. Uh, the teacher was like, hey, abstract art's great. It's great. You should do more abstract art. And they absolutely love their stuff. And I was like, but I know that guy. I know that guy who did it. There's like nothing behind it. There's like a really shallow piece of work. And they're like, oh, it's so deep. It's amazing. And I was like, no, this is bullshit. Fuck up. Daily Mail was right, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just kind of, I don't know. I just, yeah, I was like, uh, I don't think I'm good enough either. And you can't explain anything you've done in art as well. Like you have to just do something and hope people can interpret it on their own. I thought, ah. So I decided to do writing instead. And this is a combination of both those skills. <laughs> so this was after you had realized that yeah. you kind of didn't want to do art, I art. Yeah, I wanted to do writing, but I was really bad at journalism as well. So uh, I think this was just like uh, at university. I, I remember making this in my room in, in second year of university, just drawing it being like, well, I'm not going to be a journalist. I'm not going to be an artist. Maybe this could be a career for me. I don't know. Yeah. Did you, you wanted to try and make this into your job yeah well i think I, what i thought would happen was uh, i put on my space someone would see it and be like wow she's so talented i'm gonna give her loads of money and she can write comics i think i didn't really realize how anything in the industry worked at all um so i think like you know when you're younger and you're kind of just like oh yeah like i'm gonna get plucked from obscurity and i guess i thought eventually something they got to notice me with my talent someone's got to see it if i get enough likes on myspace <laughs> do they have likes on myspace um what do I'm, they have i'm trying to remember i think you'd get friends i don't think they were called followers yeah that's it you'd sort of have i don't know yeah people could i know people could comment on pictures and i think maybe i thought like the right person would see it i don't know and then i'd be famous it didn't work out did you draw a lot of comics uh yeah i did i did do a lot of drawing though i did like but not stuff that was particularly funny i just i i really did enjoy drawing uh i just used to draw my hand a lot because it was in front of me and um like people used to draw people a lot and stuff and cartoons and things i found it really relaxing like drawing is a really relaxing thing to do so i think uh that was the main motivation for it as well it was like just a really nice thing to do and sort of like a de-stressor because at university like what your, your main hobbies is drinking <laughs> and having regrettable sex so I was like I need a third hobby so I think drawing was definitely that and did you ever like draw with anyone else um no I did oh, I did draw a tattoo on someone once like they wanted to see what a ta I did it with eyeliner they wanted to see what a tattoo would look like and they wanted like a, a Phil Collins 
cover art thing on their leg. It was like an angel smashing something or like a little Cupid smashing something. And they wanted to see what that would look like on their leg. So I drew that and then took a photo and then they got it tattooed on their leg. So wow. Yeah, I felt quite pleased with that. And I've drawn a tattoo. I did a drawing before and I've taken it into a tattoo shop and had it put on my back as well. So I've got a drawing I've done on my back. Uh, which is quite arrogant. You're not good enough tattoo person. Draw this. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe I've expressed myself artistically somewhere along the line. I think that's it. Yeah. At the time, how did you feel about this drawing? I thought it was amazing and I was hilarious. <laughs> I remember, I remember um, like, because I put them all up and I remember someone, um, I used to be in a band and one of my bandmates was like, oh, they're really funny. They're really good. And I was like, thank you. And then another guy I knew was like, yeah, I don't get them. And I remember being like, what don't you get about them? And being really angry at him that he didn't. I was like, it's fine. He just doesn't get my humor. Uh, so it was, I was getting mixed messages. It was very confusing. I think I thought it was it was really funny, but it might not have been. And also, as well, being a bit of a, um, a comic book nerd at like nineteen, and being I was quite uh, I was quite chubby at the time as well. I was quite I was quite gothy. I like really like dye black hair, loads of piercing, stuff like that. It's really difficult to meet people who are like minded, even if you're at university. So I think for me, it was almost like it was probably not like a cry for help, but it was really that thing where you go, "Oh, I hope someone sees this," and they laugh at it, and then I like meet people who like comic books as well and that kind of thing. Because it's it's quite difficult, I think, if you're at university. Like, you, there's lots of sororities you can join and stuff like that. But if you're into very particular weird things, it's difficult to meet as many people who like those very specific weird things. So I think like drawing cartoons, weird cartoons for me was just like an expression of who I am but maybe also picking them in my space was like oh maybe I'll meet someone maybe a boy I don't know <laughs> and did you meet anyone no <laughs> no I had I did have a lot of friends um I had loads of friends it was so popular no I did have university's big like I did have friends but I didn't I don't think I had anyone who liked Invader Zim or and I was like really into Star Trek as well and and you know that kind of stuff it's like the older you get now that's that's cool it's okay to like that stuff because like it's been co-opted by like movie franchises and things like that um and people are realizing how much money they can make out of it did you upload a load of this all in one go um i can't remember probably probably over it could have been over a series a couple of weeks <laughs> the response was so great i just had to um no. you didn't like set yourself up like a schedule no i think i remember sticking them on my wall afterwards but i think because i i don't know like you you know as well when you kind of if something doesn't happen straight away and like you put like minimal effort into doing something achieving your dream dream and when you're younger you you're kind of like well i'm not famous and no one's given me a cartoon book deal so a comic book deal uh so i guess i'm just gonna stop forever so i think that's what happened i think i peaked <laughs> um so let's let's have a look look at another one okay so this one it doesn't make any sense at all and i don't know what it is but it's basically a guy and he's kneeling down and he's talking to some kind of cat and uh he's got some machine guns and there's an arrow pointing to his machine guns which says big fuck off machine guns and he's giving a key to this cat and he's saying the world is now safe from evil mutated badger lesbians for another day thanks to you mr fluffykins have a key to the universe (laughs) and uh and the cat, Mr. Fluffykins, uh, he's holding like a stick, but there's an arrow pointing to it, which says magical badger luring flute. And then there's a guy with no legs lying down near him who's saying badgers ate my kneecaps. 
in a pool of blood. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense at all. But I, I, I actually have a lot of love for it because it's just, it's, it's just weird sense of humor, which I don't know, which like doesn't, it kind of tracks like the story's there. There's a story in it. You can follow it. There's obviously this cat, Mr. Fluffykins. He saved the universe from evil mutated badger lesbian. Sure. And now he's been given a key to the city. I don't know where that would have come from. Like, why? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I really love like things like Invader Zim. Yeah. Where there is that kind of surrealness where, you know, a hot dog will suddenly appear for no reason. Yeah. And you can kind of see that influence. Things just have sudden jumps in logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of left field. And also, I think a lot of... I was reading, um, like, Jamie Smart, uh, his cartoonist, who wrote um, this comic book called Bear, which is brilliant. It has all this... And I think, like, um, Joan Vasquez does it as well. It's just, like, weird stuff in the background. So I was trying to do that, I think, as much as possible. Hence this guy lying on the floor going, badges at my kneecaps. It's just that weird thing where you have like right in the corner someone saying something or just like breaking the fourth wall in some weird way which i absolutely loved which i couldn't do um and i think a lot of it was trying to emulate that stuff but it's basically just trying to copy what someone else is doing because you know you like you you relate to something so much you just like i don't know i think you're quite i was quite obsessive when i was younger as well so i think it's a lot to do with that as well just like you know you like something and it's like you love it and I think I just went through different phases where I was like, well, this is all I think about and do now. And then I go through another like weird geeky phase where I'm like, well, now I'm just, I'm just going to only watch this TV series or that kind of thing. So I think I was just like, oh, I just I just love like um, everything Joe Vasquez does now. And I'm just going to like Google him and look up everything and buy everything he's ever done. And I think it's the same with Jamie Smart as well. And there was, oh, what else was there? It was like Gloom Cookie was another one. I can't remember who wrote that. There was just a series of quite like gothy, weird sort of comic books around at the time and I think I just got really obsessive about them and then I probably would find something new to be obsessive about and just sort of like look it up and then you know try and learn everything about it and something and it was always just like weird like nerdy stuff and did you kind of dump the thing before it um no I just wouldn't be like such an expert on it I think so I would like I I still read um comic books now but I don't try and draw them (laughs) (laughs) um and as well, I think it's that thing, isn't it? When you're younger and you're like, I think I'm funny. I don't know. How can I express that? Which I guess is why I do like stand up and stuff now is just, you never think, oh, I guess I could do stand up comedy because I would never would have thought that at the time because that would just be such an awful, terrifying idea. So I think for me, this was just like, how can I try and express my humor without anyone seeing me? Or how, what's the safest way to express it? Which isn't true, actually, because this is not a safe way to express it. And it, it Luckily, people were less trolly then, because I imagine if I did it now, or even like the internet of now, and I was still 18, it'd probably be really hard to like put stuff out there without people kind of giving you like more of a negative response. Do you think you would have been more apprehensive to put it up? Yeah, because if people were like, this is rubbish, and I didn't know them, I'd be like, oh no, it would break me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you do like, if if anyone, uh, it's like anonymous comments on the internet, They they still... I haven't had that many. I don't know why I would. But I remember um, once we did a music video, the band I used to be in, and uh, someone wrote like, and I remember, it's like a horrible thing where you remember all the insults. And someone wrote like, the uh, the girls in the band are hot, but the bassist is not. And I was like, oh, 
<laughs> you know, like re- remembered it for ages afterwards. Well, just, still now, that's pretty yeah. quick for you to. I just store them. It's terrible. You just store all the the negative stuff, whereas like all the compliment stuff, you just kind of, you try and hold on to them, but it's hard, I think, because your brain's just like, remember when that person on the internet eight years ago told you you weren't attractive? Oh no. (laughs) It's as if your brain wants to sometimes just attack you. Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to just self-sabotage myself now. Yeah. I think it's difficult. I think some people are really good at just like not thinking about either. But then I think if you do anything comedy wise, it is a little bit like you can't accept validation in a normal way, perhaps. <laughs> so I think that's like part of it as well. I think I think it's also pretty much anything artistic, you know, comedy, yeah. drawings, music, people are going to feel differently to it, to what you do. Yeah, yeah. And also for whatever reasons, feel like they're entitled to an opinion yeah, and yeah. an opinion which you need to know about. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that is, that is true. I'm like, it's always funny is it when people kind of come up to you um and I don't know if you've ever had this and sort of say like yeah I didn't enjoy that I made a short film which um was had like some quite explicit not like explicit as in sexy explicit but like some gross bits in it um just yeah some really really gross bits it was like a woman in a bathroom and she'd um anyway so it's just some gross bits i'm not going to describe them uh it's online though you can watch it and see for yourself uh so some people like watch and laugh and some people like oh no uh and it was about like a female stand-up comedian um and a woman came up to you afterwards and she was like that was very close to the bone did you why did you do it like that was that on purpose and i was just like i did it to annoy you like i don't know it was a really weird and i think it's fine if people don't like stuff you've done and they tell you sometimes it's quite funny because you're like, well, I guess you're not my audience. Yeah. But I also, I've enjoyed, not enjoyed a bunch of stuff, but I wouldn't go up to someone and tell them. <laughs> I tend to just go, yeah. Especially in like Britain, people would eat a terrible meal yeah. and pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and not tell them. Yeah. Like in something where, you know, you if you complained to a chef and said, I don't like this, could I have a new one? Then yeah. they'll they'll bring it back out. Whereas like, with any like, art, more artistic stuff you can't, you can't i can't reverse time yeah what can i do <laughs> but it's that weird yeah it's that weird british thing isn't it where like maybe it's better to be honest i don't know maybe it's, it's that difference that we go this is helping me i can learn from this i can improve like maybe with the chef thing or maybe if you say something and someone's like oh that's like offensive to me but then some stuff as well where you're like this is just not for you and that's fine like at least i'm having a re- like because if you're getting a any kind of reaction from people it means you're not three star which is good i think but uh yeah it is that weird thing like i bought a cookie the other day and i was really i was really excited about this cookie um because i i'm quite careful about like what i eat so when i'm gonna have like a treat i'm like oh my god oh my god what am i gonna have oh and then i get really stressed because i'm like i don't know which cookie to have or anything so i went to this vegan cafe near me and i was like right what do you recommend the cookie or the brownie the guy was like yeah the cookie and i was like brilliant bought it pound fifty. walked outside had a bite and i was like this is disgusting <laughs> this is the most disgusting thing i've ever it was horrible and it's that thing where part of you wants to go inside and go you recommended this to me and i'm very sad about it unnecessarily sad about this but i didn't i just like walked off and then i threw it in the bin <laughs> but i wish part of me had gone back in and gone like um this is gross yeah. like this is actually a gross thing you've made why are you selling this? Uh, but I did. I just walked off. Yeah, threw it away. It was sad. But I don't know. Is that better? Should I have said something? Daryl, what should I have done? Oh, it's tough now, <laughs> isn't it? Because especially 
I, I feel like we're in a rabbit hole where we want mm. to, like, because we're saying like, don't say the bad things. But yeah, also, yeah. Maybe it would help. Yeah. If you did like say going back to this, if you pop that on to Twitter and someone said, "This is shit. <laughs> this is the worst thing." Yeah. It'd be like, oh, it, it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> maybe I should stop. Yeah. But but then again, it could just be that it's being shown to the wrong audience, mm. you know. Because say like I don't look at that and think it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I look at it, I, I enjoy it, and uh, I can see how it could be improved. But that's yeah. <laughs> but but what I mean is that in the way that if you pursued it, yeah, 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 you would have got better at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you know, I mean, even the best stand ups were terrible when they first started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's still something good. A nugget. Yeah, but so, there are sometimes when you see something and they'd be like, "Oh no, you should just." Yeah, stop. you should just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's maybe I think the thing is, say I put this on Twitter and I was like, "I'm so excited," blah blah blah. Put it online and then uh, someone's like, "This is the worst thing in the world. Like, this is awful." And you're a ugly bitch or something trolls right uh, you just click on their bio and you'd be like well that's not my audience the worst thing that could happen is if you put it on twitter and i was like oh my god okay like it was influenced by and then like added some of the cartoonists and stuff and they they one of them replied was like this is awful that would be the worst thing that could happen i don't know why i've created that in my head you would think that their opinions way more credible yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but that, i wouldn't ever do that i think if i do anything like, or if I enjoy something, I don't tend to like at famous people. I will occasionally, and then they'll like it, and you'll be like, oh, oh my God, can't wait to tell everyone about that. Um, but most of the time, I avoid it because it's weird. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So how, how do you feel about that one? I don't know. I quite like it. I think... I think what I feel is like younger me is quite similar to me now, which is good. But me now would never, ever put anything like that online. I think younger me was probably a little bit more fearless in a weird kind of way. Or maybe it's just from like crafting stuff, you know, when something is ready for people to see it. Yeah, I I think I'm kind of like, oh, Ellen, it's a bit weird. You thought this was as funny as you thought it was. But at the same time, 
I, I don't think I've changed that much as well. How many years has it been since you drew it? Uh, 13. Yeah, 13 years. So you think you're the same person? I just think my sense of humor is like, I can, I can recognize my weird sense of humor in there. It's that thing where you go, oh yeah, yeah. Like I haven't changed. Like I, I have changed um, just in terms of kind of like knowing when something is good enough for people to see or hear it, I think. But I also recognize like that is my brain and that's my brain's like definite way of thinking stuff is funny. And I think I would have been really ashamed of this <laughs> before, but now I'm okay with it. Which is weird. Yeah. I kind of just, uh, I think I'm more ashamed about the fact that I did like put it online and people did see it. And then I had to deal with that awkward thing of like that guy being like, yeah, I don't get it. And I was like, and the, I think I thought he was really cool as well. The person who said it. Um, so I think that I remember that feeling like really ashamed then. And I'm surprised I didn't take the whole thing down <laughs> just from that reaction. Well, you've left it for 13 years yeah but then someone uh, a friend of mine a couple of years ago he was for fun he was looking up um we were like in a group chat on whatsapp or something he was looking up everyone's old myspace accounts and he found this and then i was like oh no and i felt really sick then because he was making fun of everyone so he was like oh looking at the photos putting photos up and then he found that one. And I had like a proper MySpace account. This was just cartoon ladies. This was my professional MySpace account. <laughs> and he was like, what's happening? Like saying stuff about it. And I was like, oh, this is, it was that I found really embarrassing. That was like proper deep shame. Because I think it was that thing where you go, oh, well, I have no control over how someone sees this. And because he was kind of making fun of everyone, it was just really like, oh, that was horrible. And I was, I remember being in another country at the time. So I was like, I just wanted to get to the computer and like tear it down, like <laughs> stuff like that. But I was just like, that's not even my real MySpace. Actually, you need to go to this one. Look at my other one. Don't look at this. Don't look at this. Because I think it was like trying to protect younger me. So you felt like your younger self was being attacked. Yeah. But then I also was like, my younger self was such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like protecting him at the same time, like pushing into, I don't know, like a cupboard and locking the door going, don't look at her. She's changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like it's, um, it's all right for you to attack them. Yeah, 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 exactly. I can make fun of me. You can't make fun of me. It's like the same with relatives, isn't it? Like I can bitch about my relatives, but you can't bitch about my relatives or like partners or something. You'd be like, yeah, my, my boyfriend's a bit of an idiot sometimes. And if someone's like, yeah, he is. You're like, actually, no, he's perfect. Um, yeah. So I think it was that weird kind of thing. I was like, no, don't. She's very sensitive. 19 year old Ellen. Have you got one more drawing? Is that, is that right? Yeah. So I've got an EP cover I did for a friend who <laughs> was like can you draw something my ep cover you're like you're really talented i was like i know right yeah sure and i drew this and it's terrible like it's not terrible but it's something like a 14 year old would draw for a gcse art project or something like that or a 15 year old it'd be a very gifting 14 year old and it's basically adventure is dead ep and it's a drawing of like a fairy but she's kind of gothy looking she's got stars on her she's wearing a dress and it's purple because i probably changed the color in paint or whatever <laughs> whatever i scanned it into whatever like free program there was on my computer i scanned it in changed the color and then i've drawn loads of squiggly lines around it and uh yeah I, I again i think i was just trying to emulate some cartoon i'd probably seen but it's not very good is she is I, she laying down i don't know <laughs> 
Uh, she lunging i think she's lunging yeah she's lunging no fairies she's doing a bit of a fairy exercise workout yeah i think she's she's sort of like lunging oh she's doing a stretch she's doing a stretch before she flies away because adventure is dead because adventure is dead <laughs> exactly yeah so but yeah it's his his ep and just oh dear i think mostly i feel bad about this one because it was someone else's a very nice guy I'm not friends with them anymore um not because of this just from, like distance and stuff and time and uh i feel bad because they they let me draw it and then they thought it was good and then they sort of used it when they sold their ep in places and i was like oh no oh wow not like professionally but they did a lot of uh, acoustic gigs in cardiff <laughs> sold at the end <laughs> when you gave them that can you remember their reaction they loved it <laughs> they did genuinely well, I don't think it's... It's not, like, atrocious. Yeah, but it's not good. It's not, like... Um, I mean, it doesn't look professional. No, there we go. That's right. It's not professional. And also, I think if you saw that, you wouldn't be like, oh, a girl did that who did an art foundation course. You'd be like, that was, like, a 13 or 14-year-old who did it. But it was a 19-year-old who... Uh, I don't know. But there's, I've, it's got loads of little squiggles on it, and they probably took me ages so i don't know if you yeah that's a lot of fine detail yeah there's a lot of detail in it um (laughs) but it's i think it's also just drawing like it's really hard to draw people like cartoon people and i don't know why i chose to put her in a weird lunging position um and i probably put put her at the side so i didn't have to draw both her hands because hands are hard did you think that it was good at the time uh yeah yeah i was super proud of it not now (laughs) and do you remember seeing people buy it Uh, no (laughs) maybe they did probably his friends probably his friends or his like mum or something like that i think you know what i think one of the reasons why he let me do it is because we had a fling before so i think maybe he was like well we've had a thing to get we not the time uh so maybe it was like a old fling thing he was blinded by past lust (laughs) for me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's that's way to get artistic gigs just sleep with a bunch of people in bands <laughs> and then make them an album cover. and then just make them an album and just unsolicited <laughs> just go up to them i've designed your album cover this was unsolicited no it was it was solicited <laughs> no yeah it was solicited. he did ask he did ask and i did it so yeah wouldn't do again did you ever do um any other album covers no no surprisingly after that no because no, i think the thing as well is um having been in a band and like all the artwork for the band um they're still together now but the guy who does the artwork was in the band and he's so talented and he's such an amazing his name's rob um he's such an amazing drawer and illustrator and graphic designer person and his artwork's amazing it's like so so good so there's that weird thing where you I think it was, again, doing the Art Foundation course, you kind of see what other people are producing and you're just like, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. I don't want to do abstract stuff. So I'm kind of not going to make it anywhere. So I think it's like that comparison thing when you see what other people are capable of and you just go, oh, it's just no, <laughs> just don't. So you'd, you, you've said that you don't draw anymore. No. So can you remember consciously deciding to stop? I used to draw like when i was on long journeys or if i was a bit bored sometimes i'd draw but now it's just it just seems like that thing where you just have no time for it or it it just feels like i could be doing something more useful because i feel like now i'm either doing something really productive or useful or what i feel is productive or useful because 
you know, if you do comedy stuff or anything like that, a lot of it is your own mo- motivation. And uh, until people ask you to do stuff, a lot of it is like you push yourself and like get as much stuff together as possible. So I feel like I'm either working quite hard or I'm just watching Netflix. Uh, so drawing is like, what? where does that fall? What is that? Like a hobby? You know, <laughs> who has those? Because like hobbies now is just like, I watch Netflix. My hobby is binge watching stuff and uh occasionally like reading a book like drawing just seems like such an indulgent you know who's it for <laughs> it's interesting when when you do something artistic and it's just for yourself mm. just sit there and draw something and never expect to give it to anyone yeah exactly i don't know if people do that no i think well-adjusted people probably do it because i bet it's really relaxing uh just to do something for the sake of doing it but I think if you produce, yeah, if you produce a lot of stuff artistically and there's always a purpose to it, it seems weird, like you said, to do something just for you. But then that's quite healthy as well. Because then, yeah, doing stuff for the sake of it is something that we don't, I don't think people do a lot anymore, apart from sort of retired people who do like watercolours and things like that. And I bet, I bet their blood pressure is great and I bet they're really happy. <laughs> so it's probably it probably would be a good thing to do but i think i just feel so guilty what do you mean by guilty well like uh doing something for the for no reason at all i just always feel i always feel really guilty if i'm doing something and i'm not it's not helping me in any way or it doesn't have a purpose like it's like I, i go running a lot but that feels like well that's got a purpose that's got a reason it's like it's good for you helps your brain blah 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 feels like you've achieved something i think it's an achievement thing it's like I always feel like everything I do should be towards either like something career related or kind of um, helping me have some kind of career. And then anything else is just sort of like, I don't know, just being burnt out from doing that, if that makes sense. Mm. So this is getting very Mark Marin, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I think for me, like drawing just went away with like just getting older and being like oh no because <laughs> yeah like i said it's like i was like i'm gonna be an artist that didn't work oh i guess i'm gonna do journalism no then i was in a band for seven years and i left that and now i'm trying to do like writing filmmaking comedy stuff so it's just, it's just like so many different all, all creative but like so many like different things and i haven't really had like a traditional like career trajectory so I think because of that, it means I'm like constantly kind of like, oh shit, need to be doing stuff. So a couple of like final questions, yeah. which is um, if you were able to talk to yourself mm. back when you were drawing, um, so at 19, yeah. um, writing comics, what would you want to say? Um, uh, <laughs> stop sleeping with so many dudes. <laughs> um no uh yeah i i think i'd say like it's so i think give myself a really big hug that sounds really lame but i was so insecure when i was 19 and i was i would think i was like so unhappy i felt i felt really unattractive all the time i just kind of felt like i didn't have i couldn't um generate any of my own sort of like self-worth so i think i'd be like it's gonna be okay because uh you're gonna have a really super interesting life uh and it's gonna be really really weird and you're gonna do lots of cool things so don't worry about that and also like just don't sleep with these guys because most of them are idiots and you don't really like half of them and just like wait until you meet someone really nice um and eat eat more 
like lettuce and vegetables and stuff and be better with money lots of things like that but I think I just like yeah give myself a hug because yeah at 19 you just kind of I don't know you just feel a little bit like you have no idea what you're doing and you should know what you're doing but you don't so I think I'd be like that's okay Ellen and then I then I'd give her some tips on like lotteries and sports <laughs> stuff to bet on and then I like spookily walk backwards <laughs> like goodbye yeah like that 19 is such an interesting age because mm. it's an age where you think that you're an adult and that you should have your everything sorted yeah that actually never happens I don't think no definitely not I think I remember meeting someone I was like even when I was 22 meeting this woman who was like it was like in a bar in America and she was she was really lovely she was just giving like life advice she's like you're not the same woman at 32 that you are at 22 because I think I was I get like just going through a crisis so I was like oh she doesn't know what I'm doing life's really weird she's like oh don't worry I'll be okay and I think it's, it's that thing isn't it where kids are expected to be grown up so quickly and it's like you think you'll get to a certain age and you go well this is what I do now forever and this is a structure of my life without realizing that it, there's not a traditional path for anyone to go and we just think there is mm. and you just don't have to stick to it and you should just do whatever the fuck you want as long as it's not like i don't know killing people and wearing their skin <laughs> don't do that <laughs> as long as it's not hurting anyone yeah, do whatever yeah, you want. yeah yeah um my final question is how do you feel about sharing that uh i feel good about it yeah i feel really nice about it actually i actually was thinking i'm really glad it sort of reinforces doing comedy to stuff now because it's like, oh, okay, there was probably something back then which wanted to do it but didn't know how or why or the, or have like sort of the confidence or the means to do it. So I think it kind of almost goes like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. That like, and I, I think the stuff I do now does have a certain element of weirdness to it, not like massively weird so I can see the kind of journey and stuff. Uh, but I think mostly... I know how good I thought it was and I know now that it's not that good. (laughs) So that's fine. That's fine. I think I've got a good sound reality check now. I think my ego or like, not my ego, but I think like I'm more self-aware now of what is, uh, what is good and what is bad. Thank you so much for uh, joining me, Ellen. It's all right. If people would like to um, find out more about you and see your live shows, uh, how can they do so? Uh, So I'm on Twitter at Ellen Starbuck. Um, I am doing a show at the Wardrobe Theatre in Bristol, doing an Edinburgh preview on July the 21st and 22nd, uh, which should be good. And probably doing comedy every here, there and everywhere uh, around Bristol. Uh, Yeah. And you're, you're going to the end of book fringe. Yes, I am. Uh, where's, do you know, have you got your venue? Yet? Yeah, it's Cellar Monkey, 7.30, um, which means I'm going to clash with everyone who's super famous. And what's the show called? It, it's better to lie than to tell the truth and end up alone in a ditch crying. Just rolls off the tongue. It's so catchy. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I picked that title. So thank you um, for joining me, Ellen. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, this has been I'd Sooner Forget This. I've been Daryl Smith. And um, if you enjoyed today's episode, then make sure that you go. I haven't asked Ellen yet, but we're all right to put the photos on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Good. That's going to happen. You'll be able to see uh, Ellen's comics. And uh, please do go onto iTunes and give the podcast a review. It helps other people like yourself um, who might enjoy the podcast to download it uh, and click that subscribe button if you haven't already. Right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.